welcome to the Sustainable Riverland Wine Growing a Legacy podcast. In this series, produced by Riverland Wine and supported by Wine Australia, we explore sustainable wine growing and why it's crucial for Riverland wine grape growers. I'm your host, Kerry Lush. It's not just the larger growers who are taking on board the certification process through Sustainable Wine Growing Australia. Anne Beerley from Loxton became certified before last vintage because it was a requirement of Treasury Wine Estates, of which she's contracted to. We've only been doing this for three years. This will be our fourth vintage coming. We've come from Citrus, having grown Navalinas in the past and running a family business elsewhere. How big is your vineyard and what varieties do you grow? So our vineyard is quite small in comparison with a lot of others, although there are other smaller vineyards out there. We have approximately seven acres, three and a half of Mataro and the remainder is Shiraz. Why did you go down the path of Sustainable Wine Growing Australia? So we went down the path of the Sustainable Wine Growing because it was a requirement through Treasury uh, and that's what it came down to in the end that we needed to have it for our contract to be fulfilled and looking ahead towards the future that's the path that everyone's taking. How did you find the process? The process was a little bit daunting to start with. Initially, we did the course down in Adelaide. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but because I'm fresh in the industry, everything was brand new. So I was trying to find my way and find my feet. However, the ladies that run the course were brilliant. They're absolutely fantastic. We went through everything from the very beginning of the process, all the steps that we needed to take and where we should have ended up at the end of it. So you've probably had the advantage of starting from scratch I guess. Was it a a new vineyard or were it pre-existing? So this was a pre-existing vineyard for us. It's been established for quite some time but yes the fact that we were brand new made it a lot easier because there were no processes and plans in place already. We we just had to start from scratch. Yeah so I guess you could start on the, the right foot and start as you mean to go on sort of thing. Yes exactly and we only needed to put in what we required. So a lot of our vineyard stuff is contracted out. So our harvesting, our spraying, our bome reeds, that kind of thing is all contracted out. So therefore we based everything on what we do as such. So then you go refer to contractor for that. And so we go refer to contractor for that and we, we put in all the paperwork that he, he supplies us with to say that he's met his requirements and he's done this on such a date, etc. It sounds like your input is probably a bit less than what perhaps others that do all their own work yes it is but I think what we took away from it the course was the simpler you make things the easier it is to put plans and processes in place so if you read too much into things then you're going to confuse your mind and there's going to be too much and it's just going to bubble over and you're going to get very confused as to what needs to be in there so the simpler it is the better it is. Did you find anything particularly difficult? No, not really. A lot of it related back to us for for water, for maintaining um, equipment on the block, what we could put in place in the future, like fencing, grazing sheep, planting in between our vines, the chemicals that are used, all of those kind of things. So we sort of went, right, well, here we are at the very beginning of everything. What can we put in place? How can we improve? How can we make this more sustainable to the environment, to everyone else around us? And have you already been able to implement some of those changes? Yes, we have. Yeah, we've started a lot of our fencing. and We have looked at our spraying of the vines as well. Do we actually need to spray for this? Do we need to increase our ground cover in between our rows? 
Water requirements is a big thing for us because we're not actually situated on our block and living there, we have to make sure that our vines are are being watered to their potential and receiving what they need to receive. How many audits have you had? So I've had one audit. I had a gentleman come from Melbourne all the way and the day that he came to do it, it was bucketing with rain. I think it was that November rainstorm that we had come through and he was really, really good. I probably didn't sit down like everyone else. I breezed over things with him and he took away my workbook and what we were putting into place and he sent it back and he goes, yep, you just need to improve on this and work on this, uh, but this is really good otherwise. Okay, so it sounds like you had quite a good experience. I, I did. I had a very good experience, yeah. yeah. He was he was a lovely gentleman. So, What advice would you have for others who are heading down this path and starting their accreditation? It is extremely valuable because, as we know, our environment, our contracts, uh, looking towards the future, it's really important that we have all these processes in place. We've, we've got to nurture what we've got. And if we don't nurture what we've got, then we're going to lose what we've got. So with the current climate and economics, it's very valuable. What about cost-wise? How did you go with that? Cost-wise, being a small block, it is a little bit of an outlay, but I think it will benefit us in the long run. So next audit coming up, you well, three years in between audits. Three years in between, yeah. Had to clarify that the other day to make sure I was on track. What do you think you'll change in that time? There's a lot to work on in that time. I think water will be a main focus for us, uh, replacing drip lines to, to manage that water. We'll also look at our in between our vines, our ground covers, what crops we're putting in to maintain that healthy soil and make improvements. Now, cost-wise, you said, you know, being a smaller vineyard, your costs are probably comparatively higher than others. What did it cost you in the end? Oh, I, I, to be honest, I actually haven't looked. It probably cost me my time more than anything. Taking the course wasn't a huge amount and having the audit done wasn't a huge amount either. I just sometimes, your time's more valuable than what the actual cost, dollar costings are. That was Loxton Grower and Bealey. Bridget Murray is a grower liaison officer with Treasury Wine Estates. She says the winery has been on the front foot with encouraging growers to undertake this process. We are a global business and we have vineyards in some of the world's most premium growing areas and it covers from obviously here in South Australia through to the Napa Valley in California right through to Bordeaux in France amongst others. Sustainability is important to Treasury Wine Estates. It's all about not only our people, it's all about our customers as well and all our partners that we liaise with. So our wines are sold worldwide in over around 70 countries. Increasingly, consumers are looking at sustainability um, as a requirement for choosing products. Wine obviously is no different to that. So that's why Treasury Wine Estates are focused on the ways that we continue to produce some of the world's best wines in a way that's really good for the planet. Why have you chosen Sustainable Wine Growing Australia? A real advantage of being a member with Sustainable Wine Australia is the auditing process and the certification that is received at the end of the process. It means also that everyone is involved in the certification process, uses the same metrics, and it enables us to understand what we are doing and compare against other regions and within regions. So based on that, it's 
more what we learn from that, how we can ultimately improve. You know, examples have been apparent, you know, not only in company vineyards, but also with our growers across the board. You're covering off the three ma main sustainability um, pillars or metrics um, of environment, social and economic. Examples can include, you know, monitoring your water, water use, finding more efficient ways to reduce the amount of water you use. When that is being monitored, you can gauge where you can actually increase or reduce efficiencies there. So and it gives you a benchmark to see what others are doing and um, correct. Yeah, correct. Ta taking a good look at what a you're doing. Absolutely. And another example, say, could be chemicals and the efficiencies around that. Is it pretty much, I wouldn't imagine there would be a single grower out there who doesn't use a, some form of protective spray in one form or another over the season uh, to control, say, some fungal diseases. Um, it's really important that with that, if you have good records and means of your sprayer, the setup, how it goes on, so the use of chemical papers, that sort of thing, you're able to then get some idea at the end of it where you're performing against other people in the region. So, for example, the number of sprays you might put on in a season and you might find that you've done more. Yeah, so if you're doing more and getting the same result as someone doing less... Yep. It's a good way of looking, yeah, I guess. And, and then yeah. you can start to have a look at what do I need to do. For just, for example, you might look at adjusting your sprayer setup. Or so timing or... Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, application all, rates, all, all of those of sorts of things of that, that you might not be aware of, I guess, until you can compare to someone yeah, else. Yeah, and that again will lead into other efficiencies. So if you, if you can reduce the number of passes that you make, then you're reducing your fuel input and all that sort of thing. So just having that there for you to have a look at, it's, it's, it is a way for you that, that's looking at the economic side of, of the sustainable part as well. So always looking at ways to reduce costs and gaining better efficiencies and making it better for the environment. It also means, as a company, Treasury Wines can let our consumers or our markets know that the grapes that go into our products have come from a sustainable source. Mm. And um, you can prove it through that documentation. Yeah, and absolutely. And be, being accredited, we're able to use the Sustainable Wine Australia certification there. And that, that's what increasingly consumers are looking for. That was Seamus O'Farty from Wine Movement. Erin Jones is a wine grower. It certainly does, and, and especially for a smaller grower who may not be used to all, all the, the, the red tapes that might go on that the larger organisations likely used to. We do provide assistance with training days. As part of being accredited, it's compulsory, as we know, to have a training day. We assist with the cost of that through providing the best price for the certification with the um, selected accreditors that mm -hmm. we have so that that's by way of through a tender process that we've been able to come up with a much better price for our growers there every three years you need to redo your accreditation we provide our growers with a voucher at once they've shown that they've gained their accreditation and that, that uh, quite a reasonable voucher that they can use on treasury wine estate wines okay yeah oh, so there's a bit of an incentive, a bit of an incentive. Yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah which who would say no to some lovely wine <laughs> exactly exactly what's the response been from growers have you had a good uptake we've had a really good uptake all of treasury owned vineyards are accredited um, with sustainable wine and we're almost there with all of our with our growers now. Wow, um, that's impressive. So, which has been really impressive, and our growers have been really good, and so many of them have come in, as you, as you say, may, may be a little bit dubious about it all, but those that have gained it, have majority have actually found great benefits out of it. From what I've been saying before, it's like actually surprised themselves what they've been able to find out about their 
their great growing business. And I would imagine also too, um, given the, the climate at the moment, even just getting the growers together to have a bit of a chat while they're doing this training is probably pretty important yep. as well. Yeah, people bounce off each other. Um, and when, when you're there and you're doing it together with a group, absolutely, you don't have to do training together. I mean, there are different different ways of doing it. There are, I know there are some online opportunities as well, but definitely going in with a group other like-minded people you can actually hear there and then what what they've been doing and actually it's a it's a very informal way of just having ideas pop into your head and bouncing ideas mm. off and and the best way that they've come up with to keep record of this information yeah a few tips yeah. and tricks yeah exactly yeah. yeah the sustainable wine australia program is, is an amazing initiative and treasury wine are thoroughly in endorsing it and we're working towards having all of our wine growers certified and we're, we're almost there so we really appreciate the effort that our growers have put in so far Thanks for listening to the Sustainable Riverland Wine Growing a Legacy podcast. In the next episode, we visit Growers Wine Group at Wakery, where the business is still in the process of getting all its growers on board, but it is making progress, says Health, Safety and Environment and Quality Officer Cindy Crane. We've only got a very small amount that aren't certified yet. And we're just happy to give them a bit of advice to say that it's not as onerous as you may think it is, that a lot of the practices that they want you to do, you actually already do in your vineyard. It's just a matter of recording it a little bit better and, yeah, just keeping on top of it all. This podcast is supported by Riverland Wine and Wine Australia.